So, how do your eyeballs feel right now? Um, I'm going to have to go to the optometrist, I think. Oh, you're being serious, too. No, I knew I knew you were serious about the migraine, but I was just kidding. I, mean, I have a few I more hope. floaters, and unfortunately, I know enough about how badly designed the human body is. And I don't like using that word design, but I do like it throwing in the face of people who believe in intelligent design. <clears throat> that I have actually, I have quite a few floaters, so. Do you? Well, I, yeah. mine have increased, and I don't know if that's just from old age or what, but I know enough about the problems that happen every, have you ever heard of uh, of retinal detachment? Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm afraid is happening, and I don't want to suddenly just go but blind. But floaters, floaters are inside of their, they're kind of a separate thing. They're in the jelly. I'm, I'm, well, they're in the, they're, um, they're right behind the, um. God, I'm so bad. He catches me when I'm tired. Well, actually, education <laughs> flies away. What What was your degree in again? Oh, biology. Okay, I, so you studied A and P. Yes, I forgot what the name of the front of the eyeball is. Excuse and me, you want to help science? me with surgery? The cornea. You want to help me in surgery? Get the fuck out of here. The cornea, the lens. Yeah, I, I believe it's right behind the lens. Is it right My, behind? I yeah yeah yeah. Mm. It's still the, it's the same type of fluid that's inside of the eye, I think. But um, yeah, no, I have I have them. They were like, oh, it's nothing to be worried about. I'm like, dude, six of them follow me while I read. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that. I. Ooh. And then when you try to focus on one of them, it's like, nope, I'm over here now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You little son of a bitch. <laughs> Why did you ask me how I feel about my eyeballs? I don't know. I've <laughs> been asking everybody Cause you, that. Because you said that you have a migraine, and I, I was wondering how your eyeballs felt. My eyeballs are fine. I just, you know, I have to be in the dark. I have to be well, relatively it's quiet. It's only, it's only recently that I, that I, I mean, since since meeting James, that I even knew that a migraine wasn't just a bad headache. Yeah. I learned that it was like something ter- horrifyingly worse. And there's a person, uh, a, a patient at my work, who has migraines so bad that she has muscle spasms. It's quite, yeah. A, um, yeah. It's quite, it's quite disturbing to watch, and I feel really bad for her. No, yeah. They were going. I'm, I'm, I'm. I was thinking. I was looking at her, going, "She has MS," and she's like, "Nope." I'm just in extreme pain that you'll never understand, young man. Oh, no, no, no. This is actually a pretty young person. But I thought she was a patient. I work on the rehab side, not the nursing home side. Oh, okay. So I do I do actually meet quite a few elderly people, and there are quite a few elderly people there that have been long term when they yeah. shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot you know, uh, we're not we're not just getting so this is a this is a thing that I've been experiencing at the uh, just at the past two nursing homes that I've worked at nursing and rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there is the re, the, nur, the the nursing side where it's all you know people over seventy, eighty, ninety, a hundred sometimes, mm-hmm. and then on the rehab side we're not getting little old ladies that break their hip and they're going to go home in six weeks. Yeah, what we're getting is people who are addicted to drugs and uh-huh. we're there to mitigate their drug their drug habit. Right, you're there to see them through the physical awfulness right yes and i am disturbed to find that we're not vetting those types of patients because some of them should be in psych oh really oh yeah oh yeah so they're self-medicating but with with drugs Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. I I have I have seen some pretty horrifying things where a person is a person is addicted to 90 milligrams of oxycodone for per day. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, just so everybody knows most people will get 5 mm. and that's if you get your teeth out and you only get maybe 10 of them. I don't think I've these, ever had one. <laughs> these people are have been taking them so long that they're they 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 and they built up such tolerance that they have to they have to take up to 80 95 milligrams 
milligrams of oxycodone. Ugh. And, <clears throat> yeah. And if they don't get it, what they'll do is injure themselves. So that when we, when, when they're, when they're in the throes of, hey, I need to wait a bit to get this. Oh, mm-hmm. goddamn, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to do this and do this. And then I'm going to call the ombudsman and I'm going to call this person. And this, then I'm going to go all the way to this, up to the top of the state house because I had to wait 20 minutes so that I could get my medications. Oh. As if there's no other person in the building but them. No, oh, just make them legal. No, I was going to say make them legal, but they are legal, so never mind. <clears throat> make them you know what the I had the unfortunate displeasure of watching tonight? What? The Justice League. Why did you do that? I just wanted to see what is this whole thing. Did you take an oxycodone before? <laughs> <laughs> Several, and now I'm on them. Woo! I'm flying high. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> how did I know that it was going to be awful? Oh my goodness! It, was, it wasn't like everybody was telling me it was going to be everybody awful. Everybody was lit. Well, most people were telling you it was awful. Mm. It's too many cooks. Too many cooks. <laughs> it's too many people working on a movie. Well, it, it's not just that. It's like they're trying to. I know that it, they're the. It's the Avengers, but for DC. But they're yeah. they're not doing it very well. Well, no, they they don't know what they're doing. Mar- Warner Brothers has their fingers all up in there, and then Snyder had to leave, and Whedon came in, and he color corrected everything. They brightened the movie up, right? They brought up they 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 brought Wait, the brightness. Wait, Joss up. Whedon had a hand in that movie. He finished making it. He was there to punch up the script, and then Snyder's daughter died, and so he oh. he left the production. Now that is the only time I'll feel bad for Zack Snyder. Well, yeah, his daughter committed suicide. I think. Jesus and then Christ. Oh, my God. Do you know how old he is? He's my age. He had an adult daughter. Good he, God. He he, la- he left. Whedon was brought in. Whedon was there to punch up the script, the, the script that existed. Now, the original script was the dark, gritty DC movies that they had made up until that point, and they were having to turn it around because no one appeared to like that. And Wonder Woman had been a big hit. So two, I believe it was two months before release, they were doing reshoots for stuff. Oh, is that is that what's for the uh, the beard thing that was going on through the It was Henry Cavill's mustache. He had a mustache. Why didn't he just shave the fucking thing? Because he contractually couldn't because of the movie that he was working on. So they put in anything. Anytime you see his lip was weird, that wasn't in the original script. And so Warner's is desperately trying to turn the entire franchise around. And they figure, oh, okay. What? He couldn't have worn a fake mustache in the other movie? Mm-hmm. You're Superman now, you idiot. That's all you are. One of the other reasons why a lot of the costumes look weird or bad is because they were made for a very dark film, a much darker color palette, and it wasn't nearly as bright, more shadows. Those costumes work fine in the shadows, but when you bring the brightness color up and you can actually see them in more or less full light, they don't look as good. Like, Batman doesn't look nearly as neat. Yeah, he's very gray. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am kind of waiting for the new the new Batman. I do want to see. I'm hoping it will be as good as Wonder Woman, but I'm expecting halfway in between. When? You're not getting that. Who's making that? I um, James was just telling me that there is, there is going to be a standalone Batman. Movie. There is, but no one knows who's going to be in it or who's making it. Not Ben Affleck? Nope, he's gone. Why? Because do you blame him? (laughs) The man is my age, and they're basically saying you have to be in the best shape of your life to be in movies that suck. You have to work super hard and not eat anything you like. And he's like, I'm pushing 50. I don't want to. I'll do it. You know, everyone says, well, Robert Downey Jr. I'll do it. Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) is never seen without his shirt off. He's Iron Man. He gets into a big metal suit and he flies around. We don't need to see him buffed out. So... No, I'm sorry. Don't do that. Don't go see Ready Player One either. Don't go see any Hollywood movie. (laughs) Don't go see Ready Player One? Why not? Meh. It's supposed to be pretty good. It's it's supposed to be really meh. (laughs) 
You know what really sucked? That I think that they should have done a better job at? What? I was excited to see A Wrinkle in Time. Because you loved the book, didn't you? Yes. And I, well, guess I, what I that's did... not like. <laughs> I, I read a portion of it to my daughter, and she lost interest, but I, I don't expect <clears throat> her to like everything that I like. So I can tell you right now, I uh, bet she... you dollars to donuts the itch will aren't in there. The what? The aliens at the end? After the first confrontation. No, 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 they're not. No, I'm, I saw it. Oh, you did I see saw... it. I No, I'm saying I was. I was. I was like, yay. Oh. I brought my daughter to see it, and oh my god, was it a giant piece of shit! <laughs> uh, the only the only passable person was the young girl in the main role. She was very good actress. It was just I know that what happened was they went, okay, we'll pluck you because you're a good actor. You're a good actor. You're mm-hmm. a good actor. Well, guess what? Whoever was directing it doesn't know how to. They no, and whoever they don't know how to do the, action or special effects. Yeah, whoever did the script chopped it up so badly. That, you know what? You you know what there's there's such a thing in movies as exposition that is watching the character do what they do and you learn what they're about mm-hmm. and that was something that was in the book whereas in the fucking movie there's none mm-hmm. it's not it's not even like david lynch no explanation where you're curious is the it's teratoma just, in there remember uh, charles's I, obsession about a teratoma i hated it so i don't really remember <laughs> i don't think it is i haven't i've only read it once and it was mm-hmm. in the fifth grade so i'm sorry if it was you know 20 <sighs> Five years ago. <laughs> Remember when the three ladies looked like witches or old ladies? Yes. Do they look That's like that in the movie? movie? No. No. And I'm sorry, but Oprah doesn't belong, Oprah doesn't belong in any movie. Yeah. I whispered so softly, I don't know if that's actually going to show up in the movie. Nah, it'll probably be edited out. It's okay. I'll take the heat. When Oprah Why? calls, because she'll you don't be want like, me to what? mock Oprah? <laughs> huh. You, you still want... there? Yeah. You want to do a show? Yeah, let's do a show. Okay. All right. And three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Mad One Story. One million interruptions. I am Jason Harding. And I am Atticus Blake. And on this show, it's fairly simple. Atticus has 30 minutes to tell a story, and I have 30 minutes to prevent him from doing so. If at any time you hear this sound, me, 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 me. that means that Addy has run out of time and I have won. However, if you don't hear that sound, that means he has won. And guess what? We're breaking all the rules because no one has sent us a story. We have run out of stories. No, we are empty in the story bank. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep them coming, though. Please. Yeah, keep, because we're Please. done. We're out. You guys know everything about us at this point. Point. I don't think there's a, a stone unturned in my life. No, or at least that we're not willing to unturn. I, I, ex, I, I feel exposed. Oh, it's all right. They love you for it. That's true. That's the, true. Just the, shell my life out and make to make a few bucks. The more you expose yourself, the more they like it. Buy my book, Being Functional, on Amazon. That's right. It's on paperback, Kindle, and audiobook, read by yours truly. So you know what we're going to do? Since everyone really liked it when we were doing the the dialogue parts of the last story, which was super awesome, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we decided to do something weird and different. So we're going to do a transcript. <laughs> Not a just, very, not a just very any, interesting transcript. Not just any transcript. A transcript that was published in the Telegraph between David Muir, the interviewer, and Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, hey, is it my turn? Sure, go for it. I don't know what to say because I, you think how? What do you? How do you think I feel about this? Do you, do you, Jason? Before you've known me for this long, do you think I like President Trump? I don't know. I don't think you know who he is. Oh, I know exactly who he is. Didn't you I claim have... to know him at one point? <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't think so. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I met him in a titty bar. And, you know, he was That's groping right. the girls. Yeah, yeah I don't. See? I don't like him. He you said you liked first. him back in the day, and now no, I don't. I don't. I don't. See, this is the thing. <laughs> I realized you voted for him, didn't you? You voted. No, for him. no, 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 no. I didn't vote. I don't. <clears throat> are you kidding me? Then they can't. No one can blame me. I didn't do anything. So he was grabbing all the titties. I said, sir, listen, you need to ask first. Say, grab me, I grab your titty. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then when they say yes, you grab your titty. Are you saying that you have more tact and respect for women? You, Jeff. The person that has yeah, murdered I, I I have partners. Never, I have never had, no, I'm not a bad person. I, you know, I, my wife is actually still alive. I made that up. Come on. Uh, okay, ring the bell, I'm Jeff. Not a murderer. I didn't kill Matthew McConaughey. No, you did. You better have. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Atticus would kill me. <laughs> ring the bell. My thing. Okay, right, let's so I'll read, now. I'm just the a little, line here. just a little uh, backstory. This is from 2017. Um, I, it, Donald Trump's presidency is laid out before him, unblemished and unscarred. He's looking at a completely. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this. Wonderful year of big president, where everyone is going to be. Remember, tired of all the winning. Donald Trump has given his first interview since becoming president, discussing a range of subjects from the use of torture to receiving nuclear codes. <laughs> Holy shit! Try not to terrify people all at once, the interviewer! The following is a transcript of the interview with ABC's World News Tonight anchor David Muir. Mr. President, it's an honor to be here at the White House. Thank you very much, David. Let me ask you, has the magnitude of this job hit you yet? <laughs> It has uh, periodically hit me, and it is a tremendous magnitude. And where you really see it is when you're talking to the generals about problems in the world. And we do have problems in the world, big problems. The business also hits because of the size of... Because the size... The size. Shit! And this is the way it really, really reads, people. Shit. This is the way it, It's still you. It's still you. <laughs> I was uh, with Ford yesterday, with the General Motors yesterday, the top representatives, great people, and they're going to do some tremendous work in the United States. They're going to build plants back in the United States. But when you see the size, even as businessmen, the size of the investment that these big companies are going to make, it hits you even in that regard. But we're going to bring jobs back to America, like I promised on the campaign trail. And we're going to get to do it all right here. Good. <laughs> what the fuck? Mr. President, I want to start. We're five days in, and your campaign promises. I know today you plan on signing the order to build a wall. Correct. Are you going to direct U.S. funds to pay for this wall? Will American taxpayers pay for the wall? Ultimately, it will come out of what's happening with Mexico. We're going to be starting those negotiations relatively soon. No, he won't. <laughs> and we will be in a form reimbursed by Mexico, which I will say... So they'll pay us back? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So the American taxpayer will pay for the wall at first? All it is is, well, will be reimbursed at a later date from whatever transaction we make from Mexico. Now I could wait a year and I could hold off the wall, but I want to build the wall. We have to build the wall. We have to stop drugs from pouring in. We have to stop people from just pouring into our country. We have no idea where they're from. And I campaigned on the wall, and it's very important, but that wall will cost us nothing. And just so people know, in the middle of the article, there's there's a graphic that, <laughs> that shows... Has... 
that says illegal immigrants stopped in U.S. border states, and it's like at its lowest since 19, 1975. <laughs> but you talked often about Mexico paying for the wall. And you, again, say they'll pay us back. Mexico's president said in recent days Mexico, Mexico absolutely will not pay, adding that it goes against our dignity as a country. I think our dignity as Mexicans. I, well, I, David, that he has to say that he has to say that. I, but I'm just telling you there will be a payment. It will be in a form, perhaps a complicated form. And you have to understand that what I'm doing is good for the United States, and it's also going to be good for Mexico. We want to have a very stable, very solid Mexico, even more solid than it is right now. And they need it also. Lots of things are coming across Mexico that they don't want. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good thing for both countries, and I think the relationship will be better than ever before. You know, when we had a prisoner in Mexico, a prisoner, (laughs) as you know, two years ago, that we were trying to get out, and Mexico was not helping us, I will tell you that those days are over. I think we're going to end up with a much better relationship with Mexico. We'll have the wall and very and a very serious form. Mexico will pay for the wall. Uh, and then it shows <laughs> there's a there's a graphic that shows the current U.S. Mexican border that shows how much of it is covered by fencing, and then the rest of it is the river. So almost all of it is covered with fencing now. Total border length, by the way, is is one thousand nine hundred and fifty four fucking miles. What are you going to say to some of your supporters who might say? Wait a minute. I thought Mexico was going to pay pay for this right right at the start. Well, I'd say it's v- very simply that they are going to pay for it. <laughs> I never Thanks. said they were going to pay from the start. I said Mexico will pay for the wall. But what I will tell my supporters is, would you like me to wait two years or three years before I make this deal? Because we have to make a deal on NAFTA. We have to make a new trade deal with Mexico because we're getting clobbered. We have a $60 billion trade deficit. We don't. So if you want, I can wait two years and then we can do it nice and easily. I want to start the wall immediately. Every supporter I have, I've had so many people calling and tweeting and writing letters saying that they're so happy about it. I want to start the wall. We will be reimbursed for the wall. When does construction begin? As soon as we can. As soon as we can physically do it, we're going to... Within months? I would say in months, yeah. I would say in months. Certainly planning is starting immediately. People feel... I'm, you know, I'm a crazy person. (laughs) It says over talk. (laughs) (laughs) Still you. We'll be having some really good, solid plans within a short period of time. When people learn of the news of this wall today, there are going to be a lot of a lot of people listening to this. And I want to ask about undocumented immigrants who are here in this country. Right now, they're protected as so-called dreamers. The children who were brought here, as you know, by their parents, should they be worried that they are going to be deported? And is there anything you can say to assure them right now that they'll be allowed to stay? <laughs> oh, boy. Here comes Big lie. <laughs> they shouldn't be very worried. They're, they shouldn't be very worried. They shouldn't be very worried. They are here illegally. They should be. They shouldn't be very worried. I do have a big heart somewhere in one of these pockets. Uh, we're going to take care of everybody. <laughs> 
we're going to have a very strong border. We're going to have a very solid border. When you have a great people that are here and done a good job, they should be far less worried. We'll be coming out with policy over that the next period of four weeks. But, Mr. President, will they be allowed to stay? I'm going to tell you over the next four weeks. But I will tell you, we're looking at this, this whole immigration situation. We're looking at it with great heart. We have criminals that are here. We have really bad people that are here. Those people have to be worried because they're getting out. We're going to get them out. We're going to get them out fast. General Kelly is, I've given that his number one priority. You remember General Kelly, right? (laughs) Senator Jeff Sessions, your pick for Attorney General. (laughs) As you know, during his confirmation... Do I have to remind people that this interview is only a year old? (laughs) And this person is no longer longer (laughs) worse. Okay. Senator Jeff Sessions, your pick as attorney for attorney general, as you know, during his confirmation hearing, said that ending said that ending DACA, this is President Obama's policy protecting the Dreamers. That ending it certainly would be constitutional. That you could end the protection of Dreamers is that a possibility? We're going to be talking with Attorney General. <laughs> he will soon be the Attorney General. He's done fantastically well. We're all very proud of him. I thought he was treated very, very unfairly. He's a brilliant man, and he's a very good man. He'll do a fantastic job. I'll be speaking to him as soon as he's affirmed. So it's a possibility. We will be talking to the Attorney General. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I want to ask you about something you said this week right here at the White House. You brought in congressional leaders to the White House. You spoke at length about the presidential election with them telling them that you lost the popular vote because of millions of illegal votes. Three to five (laughs) million illegal votes. That would be the biggest electoral fraud in American history. Where's the evidence of that? So let me tell you this, first of all. It was so misrepresented. That was supposed to be a confidential meeting. (laughs) And you weren't supposed to go out and talk to the press as soon as you... but, But the Democrats viewed it as not a confidential meeting. But you have tweeted... Oh, yes, I love the tweets. I love it. About about the millions of illegals? Yeah, sure, and I do, and I'm very, you know, I'm thinking about tweeting right now. I want to tweet, and I mean it. But just so you, it was supposed to be a confidential meeting. They turned it into a, a not a con. Number two, the con- this, I am not making this part up, guys. <laughs> he really is stammering this much. This is the transcript. <laughs> Number two, the conversation lasted for about a minute. They made <clears throat> it. Somebody said it was like uh, like 25% of the, it wasn't. It was hardly even discussed. I said it and I said it strongly because that's what's going on with voter fraud is horrible. That's number one. Are, are you? Did you smoke any meth before you came here? <laughs> Num- number two, I I won. I, I would have won the popular vote if I was campaigning for the popular vote. I would have gone to California where it I didn't go at all. I would have gone to New York where I didn't campaign at all. I would have gone to a couple of places that I didn't go to, and <laughs> and I would have won that much easier than winning the electoral college. <clears throat> but as you know, the electoral college is all that matters. It doesn't make any difference. So I would have won. Very 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 easily and but it's a different form of winning you you would campaign much differently you would have totally different uh, totally different campaigns can so, you get your but, hand out of your pocket but, and stop uh, cut, touching your you're, cock you're just asking a question i would have easily won the popular vote much easier in my opinion than winning the electoral college i ended up going to 19 different states i went to the state of maine four times for one i needed one i went to i went i got it by the way 
it, but it turned out I didn't need it because we were ending up winning by a massive amount, 306. I needed 270. We got 306. You and everybody said there's there's no way you can get 270. I mean, your network said, and almost everybody said, there's no way you can get to... So I went to Maine four times. <laughs> I went to various places, and that's the beauty of the Electoral College. With that being said, if you look at voter registration and you look at the dead people that are registered to vote who vote, and you look at the people that are registered in two states, and you look at all those different things that are happening with registration, you take a look at those registration for it. You're going to find you're going to find we're we're going to do an investigation on it. <laughs> but three to five million illegal votes. Well, we're going to find out. But it could be very well be that much, absolutely. But we're, but we're going to find out. In fact, I heard uh, one of the other side, they were saying, it's not three to five, it's not three to five. I said, well, Mr. Trump, he, is he talking about himself in the third person? Yeah, like Bob Dole. Remember I said, him? well, Mr. Trump is talking about resignation. Tell He said, you know, we don't want to talk about registra- registration. They don't they don't want to talk about registration. You have people that are registered who are dead, you who are illegals, who are in two states. You have people registered in two states. They're registered in New York and New Jersey. They vote twice. There are millions of votes, in my opinion, now. But again... I'm I, doing an investigation, David. David, I, David. God, put the lube away. <laughs> but now you're the president of the United States. When you well, say, Of course, and I want the voting process to be legitimate. But what I'm the asking... The people that... I, what I am asking is, when you say, in your opinion, millions of illegal votes, that is something that is extremely fundamental to our functioning democracy, a fair and free election. Sure, sure, sure. So so you say you're going to launch an investigation. Sure, done. <laughs> What have you presented so? F- what you've presented so far has been debunked. It's been called false. Oh no! Wait. I don't. I where am I? False. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Take a look at the Pew reports. I called the author of the Pew report last night, and he told me they found no evidence of voter uh, fraud. Really? Then why did he write the report? He said no evidence of voter fraud. Excuse me. Then why did he write the report? According to the Pew <clears throat> report, then he's then he's groveling again. You know, I always want to talk. Talk about the reporters that grovel when they want to write something that you want to hear, but not necessarily millions of people want to hear or have to hear. So you've launched <clears throat> an investigation. We're going to launch an investigation to find out. And then the next time, and I will say this, of those votes cast, none of them will come to me. None of them will come to me. They, will, they would all be for the other side. None of them come to me. But when you look at the people that are registered, dead, illegal, and two states, in some cases maybe three states... We have to look into. House Speaker Paul Ryan has said, I have seen no evidence. I have made this very, very clear. (laughs) Senator Lindsey Graham saying, It is the most inappropriate thing for a president to say without proof. He seems obsessed with the idea that he could not have possibly lost the popular vote without cheating and fraud. I want to ask you about something bigger here. Does it does it matter more now? There's nothing bigger. There's nothing bigger. It, but it's important because... Let me just tell you. You know what's important? Millions of people 
agree with me when I say that you would have looked on one of the other networks and all of the people that were calling in, they're saying, we agree with Trump, we agree, they're very smart people. The people that voted for me, lots of people are saying they saw things happen. I heard stories also, but you're not talking about millions, but it's a small little segment. I will tell you it's a good thing that we're doing because at the end we're going to have an idea as to what's going on. Now you're telling me Pew Report has all of a sudden changed, but you have other reports and you have other statements. You take a look at the registrations. How many dead people are there? Take a look at the registrations as to the other things that I already presented. And you're saying... And you're going to find... Those people who are on the rolls voted, they they are... uh, That there are millions of illegal votes. I didn't say there were millions. Yes, you did! (laughs) In this interview, you did! Like like less than twenty <laughs> less than ten sentences ago. I didn't say there were millions, but I think there very could very well be millions of people. That's right. You you tweeted though, and I also say you this. You tweeted if you deduct the millions of people who voted illegally, I won the popular vote. David and I will also say this: if I was going for the popular vote, I would have won easily. But I wouldn't have been in California and New York. I wouldn't have been in Maine. I wouldn't have been in Iowa. I would have have been in Nebraska and all those states that I had to win in order to win this. I would would have been in New York. I would have been in California. I never even went there. Let me ask you. You did win. You're the president. You're sitting. That's true. Across from me right now. That's true. Do you think that your words matter more now? Yes, very much. Do you think that talking about millions of illegal votes is dangerous to this country without presenting the evidence? No, not at all. Oh, come on. No, you, you, you don't Wait, I'm reading your line. Not at all, because many people feel the same way I do. And you don't think it undermines no, your credibility? If they, not at all, because they didn't come to me. Believe me, those were Hillary votes. And if you look at it all, they voted for Hillary. They all voted for Hillary. They didn't vote for me. I don't believe I got one. Okay, these are people that voted for Hillary Clinton. And if they didn't vote, it would have been a very a very different in the popular. Now you have to understand that I, I focused on the those four or five states that I had to win maybe she didn't maybe she, she should have gone to Michigan she thought that she had it in the bag she she should have gone to Wisconsin she she thought she had it because you're talking about 38 years of you know Democrat wins but they didn't I went to Michigan I went to Wisconsin I went to Pennsylvania all the time I went to all of the states that are Florida and North Carolina that's what I focused on Mr. President it does strike me though that we're relegating the presidential campaign no, no. We're looking at it for the first time. Or we're looking at it for the next time. No, no, you have to understand. I had a tremendous victory. One of the greatest victories ever. In terms of counties, I think the most ever, just about the most ever. When you look at the map, it's all red. Red meaning us, Republicans. One of the greatest victories ever. But again, I ran for the Electoral College. I didn't run for the popular vote. What I'm saying is if there are these problems that many people agree with me, there might be. Look, Barack Obama, if you look back, eight years ago when he first ran, he was running for office in Chicago for we needed Chicago vote. And he was laughing at the 
the system because he knew all of those votes were going to him. Look at Philadelphia. You look at what's going on in Philadelphia. But take a look at the tape of Barack Obama, who wrote me, by the way, a very beautiful letter in the drawer of the desk. Very beautiful, and I appreciate it. But look at what he said. It's on tape. Look at what he said about voting in Chicago eight years ago. It's not changed. It hasn't changed. Believe me, Chicago. Look what's going on in Chicago. It's only gotten worse. Can you but wait, if, wait, 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 because I do have to cut in. Can you imagine what <laughs> Barack Obama had to pen in order to leave him a, a letter of, hey, congratulations, in the desk? I, I know he did, but I know that's not what he meant. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I'm so happy to... Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> it's just a Can long Can I just time. get one of my speech writers in here, please? And then we're going to make sure it doesn't happen again. If people are registered wrongly, if illegals are registered to vote, which they are, if dead people are registered to vote and voting. (laughs) You there? I really want to know how dead people are voting, but okay. Which they do. There are some. I don't know how many. We're going to try to find out. And the other categories that we talked about, (laughs) double states, where they're registered in two states, we're going to get to the bottom of it because we have to stop it because I agree. So important. But the other side is trying to downplay play this. Now, I'll say this. I think that if it didn't happen, first of all, would 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 be a great thing if it didn't happen, but I believe it did happen, and I believe part of the vote would have been much different. And you believe millions of illegal votes? Well, we're going to find out. Let me ask you this. We're going to find out, and, and by the way, when I say you're going to find out, you can never really find out, you know? They're going to be, no matter what numbers we come up with, there are going to be lots of people that did things that we're not going to be able to find out about. But we will find out because we need a better system that can, where that can't happen. Mr. President, I just have one more question on this, and it's it's bigger picture. You took some of the heat after your visit to, to the CIA in front of that hallowed wall, 117 stars, of the lost at the CIA. You talked about other things, but you also talked about a crowd size at the inauguration, about the size of your rallies, about covers on Time magazine. And I just want to talk, I just want to ask you when, when does all of this matter just a little less? <laughs> when do you let it roll off your back now that you're the president? Okay, I'm glad you asked. So I went to the CIA, my first step. I have a great respect for the people in intelligence and CIA. I am, but I don't have a lot of respect for, in particular, one of the leaders, but that's okay. I have a lot of respect for the people in the CIA. That speech was a home run, that speech. If you look at it at Fox, okay, I'll mention you. We see that Fox said, they said it was one of the great speeches. They showed the people applauding and screaming, and then they were all CIA. There was somebody, there was, somebody was asking Sean, well, where... We're the they Trump were they Trump people that were put. We don't have Trump people. They were CIA people. <laughs> the location was given. The location was given to me. Mike Pence oh. went up before me, paid great homage to the wall. I then went up, paid great homage to the wall. I then spoke to the crowd. I got a standing ovation. In fact, they said it was the biggest standing ovation since Peyton Manning had won the Super Bowl. Fuck Peyton Holy Manning. shit! I can't. The greatest standing ovation at CIA headquarters since Peyton Manning had won the Super Bowl. And they said it was equal. I got a standing ovation. It lasted for a long period of time. What you do is take the take take out take out your tape. You you probably ran it live. I know when I do good speeches. 
I know when I do bad speeches, that speech was a total home run. They loved it. I could have, I could have gotten. Would you, would you give the same speech if you went back? Absolutely. In front of that wall. People loved it. They loved it. They gave me a standing ovation for a long period of time. They never, this is textbook. Narcissism. Narcissism. They never even sat down. Most of them during the speech, there was love in the room. You and the other networks covered it very inaccurate. I hate to say this to you and you probably won't put it, uh, put it on, but turn on Fox and see how it was covered and see how people responded to that speech. That speech was a good speech. And you and a couple of other networks tried to downplay that speech. And it was very, very unfortunate that you did. The people of the CIA loved the speech. If I was going to take a vote in that room, there were like 300, 350 people. Over 1,000 wanted to be there, but they couldn't. They were all CIA people. I would say that I have gotten 350 to nothing in that room. That's what the vote would have been. That speech, Jesus, he's obsessed about the vote. He's like, if you vote, if you ask the people in that room, all 350 of them would have voted for him. (sighs) That speech was a big hit, a big success. Success. And then I came back and watched you on television and a couple others. Not me personally. And they tried to demean me. Excuse me? Not, Not me personally. Not you personally, but your network. And they tried to demean the speech. And I know when things are good or bad. A poll just came out in my inauguration speech, which was extraordinary that people loved it. They loved it and liked and it was an extraordinary poll. I guess I guess that's what I'm getting at. You, <laughs> you talked about the poll, the people loving your inaugural speech and the size of No, your... because you bring it up. I'm asking, well, on on well, on day one. Well, maybe. well, when you brought it up, I didn't bring it up. I didn't want to talk about the inauguration speech, but I think I did a very good job and people really liked it. You saw the poll just came out this morning. You brought you bring it up. You, you, you I didn't bring it up. So polls and crowd sizes and covers on time, those still matter now and now that you're here as president. Well, you keep bringing it up. I had a massive amount of people here. They were showing pictures that were very unflattering, as unflattering from certain angles that were taken early and Have you noticed how tiny his vocabulary is? Yeah, it's it's incredibly small. And this is what I'm this is okay, I think I said a while back, I said uh, when like when we first met, I was trying to explain to you why it sounds stupid when I hear a person with a deep mass accent say a large word <laughs> like if they say if they were to say onomatopoeia onomatopoeia you just I just no get away okay okay if you're educated that's fine but you just no if you're gonna use that no no it sounds mm-hmm. fucking stupid and when he does it it's it's like exponentially greater mm-hmm. exponential it just sounds but he dumb. doesn't when does he use big words he doesn't uh, they, uh, we'll find when we find flattering I don't know yeah <laughs> early and lots of things and I'll show you a picture later if you if you like a, a massive crowd in terms of total audience including television including everything else that you have we have supposedly the biggest crowd in history bullshit the audience watching the show and I think you would even agree to that they said I had the biggest crowd in history of inaugural speeches I'm sorry I think Barack Obama won that title yeah he did I'm honored by that but I didn't bring it up you just brought it up see I, I'm not interested in the inaugural crowd size I think the American people can look at the images side by side and decide for themselves. I am curious about the first full day here at the, the White House, choosing to send the press secretary.
commentary out out into the briefing room, summoning reporters to talk about the inaugural crowd size. Does that send a message to the American people that that's that's more important than some some of the very pressing issues? Part of my whole victory was that the men and women of this country who who have been forgotten will never be forgotten again. Okay, he's lost his fucking mind. Part of that is when they try and demean me unfairly because we had a massive crowd of people. We had a crowd. I looked over that sea of people and I said to myself, wow. And I've seen crowds before, big crowds. That was some crowd. When I looked at the numbers that happened to come in from all the various sources, we had the biggest audience in the history of inaugural speeches. I said the men and women that I was talking to who came out and voted will never be forgotten again. Therefore, I won't allow you or other people like you to demean that crowd, to demean the people that came to to Washington, D.C. from faraway places because they like me, but more important, they like what I'm saying. I I just want to say that I didn't demean anyone who was in the crowd. We did coverage for hours. No, no, no. I think you're demeaning by talking the way you're talking. I think you're demeaning, and that's why I think a lot of people turned on you and turned on a lot of people, and that's why you have a 17% approval rating, which is pretty bad. Mr. Trump, (laughs) Let's talk about many of the things that have happened this week. Chicago. (laughs) Last night, you tweeted about the murder rate in Chicago, saying, if Chicago doesn't fix the horrible carnage going on, I will send in the feds. Right. Right. No, it doesn't. I need to get some soda, Jason. Go get it. Oh, no, I got it right here. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. In the meantime, I'm going to talk about this incredible steak that I got just the other day, as everyone knows. Um, Did you put ketchup on it, sir? After first, they had to cook it completely well all the way through. It was a nine hundred dollar piece of Japanese beef and I like it cooked. You do completely. realize that I, if you cook a New York sirloin you bought at Walmart. No, I'm uh, sorry, and, and but medium, you're wrong. It you're will wrong actually about that no. You if you want the best you have to buy the best and then you, and you have, have to, to kill it, destroy the it. flavor out of you it. You have to cook it until there's no fat left in it at all and no flavor and then you cover it with ketchup. You're a piece of shit. Are you gonna go get soda or not? I, no, no, no. I said I, I said I forgot. I have it right here. You can see oh. me. I can't see you. I have it right okay. here. So go ahead. All right, back to the interview. So, uh, okay, so I'm gonna send in the feds. So now it's you. Here's a fun thing. At some point, we're gonna break into improv, and I guarantee, goddamn, you won't know when we're when we're making it up. <laughs> It's your turn, President Trump. Um, no, you just say right. I think you go right. You'll send in the feds. What? What do you mean by that? It's carnage. You know, in my speech, I got tremendous from certain people. The world, the word carnage. It is carnage. It's horrible carnage. Jesus Christ, you simpleton. This is Afghanistan. It's not like what's happening in Chicago. People are being shot left and right, thousands of people over a period, over a short period of time. This year, which has just started, is worse than last year, which was a catastrophe. We're not doing the job. Now, if they want help, I would love to help them. I will send what we have to send in. Maybe they're going to have to be so politically correct. Maybe they're being over-politically correct. Maybe there's something going on, but you can't have those killings going on in Chicago. Chicago is like a war zone. Chicago is worse than some of the people that you report in some of the places that you report about every night. So I will send... <laughs> in the Middle East. You you mentioned federal assistance. There's federal assistance and then there's sending in the feds. I'm just curious, would you take action on your own? I want them to fix the problem. You can have thousands of people being shot in a city in a country that I happen to be president of. Maybe it's okay if somebody else is president. I want them to fix the problem. They have a problem that's very easy 
easily fixable. They're going to have to get tougher and stronger and smarter, but they got to fix the problem. I don't want to have thousands of people shot in a city where essentially I'm the president. I love Chicago. I know Chicago, and Chicago <laughs> is a great city and can be a great city. And if you're unable to fix it? Yeah. I, it can be a great city. Excuse me. It can be a great city if people are shot walking down the, <laughs> down the street for a loaf of bread. can't be a great city. I'm sorry. I timed that perfectly with the excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're unable to fix it, that's when you would send in the feds, but even though that's so not far, how that fucking works. <laughs> so far, they've been unable. It's been going on for years, and I wasn't president. So look, when President Obama was there two weeks ago making his speech, a very nice speech, two people were shot, killed during his speech. You can't have that. Let, let, no, that, that, that didn't happen. They weren't shot at the speech, but they were, shot, they were shot in the city of Chicago during his speech. I'm sure a lot of people were killed killed during the speech but he makes it sound like there were two people just standing there yeah Barack, <laughs> two people Barack shot Obama's, each other and obama just kept what going is going on in this city and then gunfire and he's just standing there like whatever mm-hmm. what's going on so all i'm saying is to the mayor who came to my office recently i say you have to smarten up and you have to toughen up because you can't let that happen that's a war zone so is an or else uh, is this an or else or this this a warning or i want them to straighten out the problem it's a big problem let me ask <laughs> you about a new report that you were poised to lift a ban lift a ban on the so-called CIA black sites of prisons around the world that have been used in the past is is that true well I, i'll be talking about that in about 2 hours so you'll be there and you have to see for yourself are are you going to lift the ban you're going to see in about 2 hours okay <laughs> Oh, no bless you, Mr. Trump. Thanks. I'm sorry. What? I was on Twitter. (laughs) Are you? Wait. Okay. uh, The last president, President Obama. (laughs) Imagine if that was actually, this is the end of it. That's the last (laughs) president. Barack Obama is the last president. (laughs) The United States just Believe me, I think that's what David Muir means. (laughs) No, but he doesn't realize. It's like subconscious. The last president, President Obama, (laughs) said the U.S. does not torture. Will you say that? Well, President Obama was lying there. Yeah. Well, I have a general who I have great respect for, General Mattis, who said, I was a little surprised, who said he's not a believer in torture. As you know, Mr. Pompeo was was just approved, affirmed by the Senate. He's a fantastic guy. He's going to be head of the CIA. And you have somebody fabulous as opposed to the character that just got out who didn't, was not fabulous at all. And he will, I think, do a great job. And he is. You know, I haven't gone into great detail, but I will tell you that I have spoken to others since intelligence and they are big believers in uh, as an example waterboarding you did you did tell me because they say it does work it Ms. does mr work. president you <clears throat> it does mr president it you told me during one of the debates <laughs> that you would bring back water waterboarding and a hell of a lot worse i would do that i would do i want to keep our country safe i want to keep our country safe what what does that mean when they're shooting <laughs> here it comes <laughs> Here, when they're shooting, when they're chopping off the heads of our people and other people, when they're chopping off the heads of people because they happen to be a Christian in the Middle East, when ISIS is doing things that they do that if you're a Muslim heard. too. 
that, that ISIS is doing things that nobody has ever heard of since medieval times. I would feel strongly about waterboarding. As far as I'm concerned, we have to fight fire with fire. Now, with that being said, I'm going with General Mattis. I'm going with my secretary because I think Pompeo's going to be phenomenal. I'm going to go with what they say, but I have spoken as recently as 24 hours ago with people at the highest levels of intelligence, and I asked them the question, does it work? Does torture work? And the answer was yes, absolutely. But we know that it doesn't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're now the president. Do you want waterboarding? I don't want people to chop off the citizens or anybody's heads in the Middle East, okay? Because they're Christian or Muslim or anything else. I don't want... Look, you are old enough to have seen a time which was much different. You never saw heads chopped off until a few years ago. <laughs> now they chop them off and they put them on camera and they send them all over the world. So we have that and we're not allowed to do anything. We're not playing on an even, an even field. I will say this, I will rely on Popeo and Mattis and my group and if they don't want to do it, that's fine. If they want to do it, then I... I will work for that end. I want to do everything within bounds of what you're allowed to do legally, but I feel it works. Absolutely, I feel it works. I have I spoken to people at the top levels and people that have seen it work? I haven't seen I haven't seen it work, but I think it works. Have I spoken to people that feel strongly about it? Absolutely. So you you'd be okay with it as I want to keep Mr. No, I want to I I want I will rely on General Mattis and I'm going to rely on those two people and I'll others, and if they don't want to do it, it's 100% okay with me. Do you think it works? Absolutely. Mr. President, I want to ask you about refugees. Here's a, here's a nice <laughs> subject. <laughs> feel-good subject. You're about to sign a sweeping executive action to suspend immigration to this country. Now, we do know we know this failed. Oh, boy, did it ever. Right. What, who are we talking about? Is this, a, is this the Muslim ban? We're not talking about it. No, it's not the Muslim ban, but it's country that have tremendous terror. It's countries that we're going to be spelling out in a little while in the same speech. <laughs> and it's tremendous That's what terror. it says. It have tremendous terror. Uh, Mr. President, I haven't <laughs> had such a one I haven't had a wonderful time like this in so long. And it's countries uh, that people are going to come inland. Holy shit. Come in and cause us tremendous problems. Our country has enough problems without allowing people to come in who, in many cases or in some cases, are looking to do tremendous destruction. I Take your hand out of your pants. I can't help it when I talk about this. You look at what's happening. Which countries are we talking you'll, about? You'll be hearing about it in two hours because I have, a, I have a whole list. You'll be very thrilled. You're looking at people that come in many cases, in some cases with evil intentions. I don't want that. They're ISIS. They're coming under the under false pretense. I don't want that. I'm going to be the president of a safe country. <laughs> We have enough problems. Now I'll absolutely do safe zones in Syria for the people. I think that Europe has made a tremendous mistake by allowing these millions of people to go into Germany and various other countries. And all of all you have to do is take a look. It's, it, it's a disaster what's happening over there. I don't want that to happen here. Now, with that being said, President Obama and Hillary Clinton have and Kerry have allowed <coughs> tens of thousands of people into our country. The FBI is now investigating more people than ever before, having to do with 
of terror. They, and, and it's from a group of people that came in. So look, look, our country has lots of problems, believe me. I know what the problems are even better than you do. They're deep problems. They're serious problems. We don't need more. I'm sorry, I was sleeping there for a minute. <laughs> back to this list of questions. Okay, I, can I... Can, can let let me ask you about some of the countries that won't be on the list. Afghanistan, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia. Why are we going to allow people to come into this country? You're, you're going to see. You're going to see. We're going to have extreme vetting in all cases, and I mean extreme. And we're not letting people in if we think there's even a little chance of some problem. Are you at all? We are excluding certain countries, but for other countries, we're going to have extreme vetting. It's going to be very hard to come in. Right now, it's very easy to come in. It's going to be very, very hard. I want, I don't want terror in this country. <laughs> you look at what happened in San Bernardino. You look at what happened all over. You look at what happened in the World Trade Center. Okay, I mean, take that as an example. Are, are you at all concerned? Um, are you at all anger. concerned it's going to cause more anger among Muslims? Anger? The, the world. There's plenty of anger right now. How can you have more? <laughs> Jesus, you're a fucking idiot. You don't, you Holy don't think shit. it'll... And look, David. Exacerbate the problem. David, I mean, I know you're a sophisticated guy. The world there is There you go, mess. sophisticated. There's mm. a word right there that coming out of his mouth just sounds really fucking dumb. The world is a mess. The world is, ang is as angry as it gets. What? You think that this is going to cause a little more anger? The world is an angry place. All of this has happened. We went into Iraq. We shouldn't have gone into Iraq. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have gone out the way we got out. The world is a total mess. Look, take a look at what's happening with Aleppo. <laughs> Take a look at what's happening in Mosul. Take a look at what's going on in the Middle East. And people are fleeing, and they're going into Europe, and all over the place. The world is a mess, David. You brought up Iraq, and something that you said that could affect American troops in recent days. You, you said, we should have kept the oil, but okay, maybe we'll have another chance. What did you mean by that? Well, we should have kept the oil when we got out, and you know, it's very interesting. We had, had we taken the oil, you wouldn't have had ISIS because they fueled themselves with the oil. That's that's where they got the money. They got the money from leaving. When we left, we left Iraq, which wasn't a government. It's not a government now. And by the way, and I and I said something else, if we go in, in and do this, you have two nations, Iraq and Iran, and they were essentially the same military strength, and they'd fight for decades and decades. They'd fight forever, and they'd keep fighting, and it would go, it, would, it was just the way of life. We got in, we decapitated one of those nations, Iraq. I said, I said, Iran is, that's what he said. Iran is taking over Iraq. That's essentially what happened. So you believe we can go in and take the oil? We should have taken the oil. You wouldn't have had ISIS if we took the oil. Jesus, he's a fucking idiot. I know. Holy shit. Does he not know how oil works? Does he think it just lays in pools and we should have just sucked it all up and left? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like the lifters in Dune. Just, <laughs> there's a lifter that floats over and keep, you know, so the sandworms can't, you know, attack. <laughs> and then they bring down the little machine and it sucks up all the oil. And then, and, every, and if, in case that everybody, anybody doesn't know, I mean, if you haven't read Dune, that's the metaphor in Dune. It is the metaphor. It is the allegory. Uh, the allegory and the metaphor. It's 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 essentially he's talking about the most the most needed commodity in the entire universe: mm -hmm. the spice oil. 
We shouldn't have. We should have taken the oil. You wouldn't have ISIS if we took the oil. Now I wasn't talking about it from the standpoint of ISIS because the way we got out was horrible. We created a vacuum and ISIS formed. But we had. But had we taken the oil, something else would have very good happened. They wouldn't have. They would not have been able to fuel their rather unbelievable drive to destroy large portions of the world. You've heard critics who say that that would break all. That would break all international law. Taking the oil, but I. I want to get to the words that, that, wait, that wait, wait. you... Can you believe that? Who are the critics who say that? Let, let, let me... I don't call them critics. I call them fools. Let, let me talk about your words. We should, have, we should have kept, excuse me, we should have taken the oil. And if we took the oil, you wouldn't have, have it at ISIS. And we wouldn't, and we would have, we would have had wealth. We have spent right now $6 trillion in the Middle East, and our country is falling apart. I... Our road, excuse me, our roads, our bridges, our schools, it's falling apart. We have spent, as as of one month ago, $6 trillion in the Middle East. And in our country, we can't afford to build a school in Brooklyn, or we can't afford to build a school in Los Angeles, and we can't afford to fix up our inner cities. We can't afford to do anything. Look, it's time. It's been our longest war. We've been there for 15, 16 years. Nobody even knows what the date is because they don't even really know when did we start. June 22nd, uh, holy 2003. Shit. If I'm not Is wrong, really you know how dumb? I remember that, Jason? How that the night the night the Iraq War started is actually the night I lost my virginity. Oh, oh that's adorable. <laughs> but it is time. It's time. What got my attention, Mr. President, was when you said maybe we'll have another chance. Well, don't let it get your attention too much because we'll see what happens. I mean, we're gonna see what happens. You know, I told you and I told everybody else that wants to talk. When it comes to the military, I don't want to discuss things. I want to let I want to let the action take place before the talk takes place. Whew, shit. Okay, keep going. It's okay. That's a scary statement. I want he wants I the action let to take the place. action take place before the talk takes place. Let's shoot first and ask questions later. That is literally <laughs> what he just said. That is the title of this episode. Just so you know, <laughs> President. It's going to be President <laughs> Trump. Shoot first and ask questions <laughs> later. I watched in Mosul when a number of months ago generals and politicians would get up and say we're going into Mosul and for months and then they'd say we're going in three months, two months, one month we're going in next week. Okay and I kept saying to myself, gee, why don't they have to keep talking about going in? Alright, so now they go in and it's tough because they're giving the enemy all this time to prepare. I don't want to do a lot of talking on the military. I want to talk after it's finished, not before it starts. Let, let me ask you, now that you've completely Oh, I lost my mouse here, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. My mouse battery just died. I keep a mouse in my pocket, too. When I'm feeling a little low, I take it out, I crush it in my hand. It's, it had is to be it, a mouse. Is it named Mr. Bojangles? I don't name them. <laughs> Let me ask you, Mr. President, about another promise involving Obamacare to repeal it. Uh, and you told the Washington Post that your plan to replace Obamacare will include insurance for everybody. That sounds an awful lot like universal coverage. It's going to be, what well, my plan is, is that I want to take care of everybody. And I'm not going to leave the lower 20% that can't afford insurance. So you understand people talk about Obamacare. And I told the Republicans this. The best we could do is nothing for two years. Let it explode. And then 
we'll go in and we'll do a new plan and and the Democrats will vote for it. Believe me. Okay, I need to roll that back. He believes that Obamacare is going to explode. Okay, this is something that is that is being used by a large majority of the public. And he his decision is wait. I think until it's dangerous. It fails. Later, wait until it fails and hurts people before we do anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just sounds, wanted sounds to make good. sure I didn't. <laughs> you know, it sounds good to me. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't. I, I actually have the Affordable Care Act. Thanks, Jeff. It's keeping my dick alive. Why does Jeff do the interview? Because this year you'll have 150% increase. Last year in Arizona, 160% increase. Minnesota, 60-some-odd percent increase. And I told them, except for one problem, I want to get it fixed. The best thing I could do as the leader of the country, but as wanting to get something approved with support of the Democrats, if I didn't do anything for two years, they'd be begging me to do it to do something. But I don't want to do that. So so just just so you understand, Obamacare is a disaster. Yeah, that's why you got it repealed, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> still you. <laughs> he doesn't stop fucking talking. It's so funny. I know. It's I know. I know. It's an interview, and he kind of has to. But I'm it's just... horrible health care. It doesn't cover what you have to cover. It's a disaster. You know it, and I know it. And I said to the Republican folks, they're they're terrific folks, Mitch and Paul Ryan. I said, look, if you go, yeah, they're yeah, you, that's why you've been bitch slapping them over Twitter all constantly for the last year. Look, if you go fast, and I'm okay in doing it because it's the right thing to do. We want to get good coverage at a much less cost. I said, if you go fast, we then own Obamacare. They're going to put it, put it on us. And Obamacare is a disaster waiting to explode. If you sit back and let it explode, it's going to be much easier. That's the thing to do. But the right thing to do is to get something done now. But but you... So I want to make sure that nobody is dying on the streets when I'm president. Nobody is going to be dying on the streets. Bullshit. We will unleash... They'll be dying in our schools, right, Mr. President? We will unleash something that's going to be terrific. And remember this, before Obamacare, you had a lot of people that were very, very happy with their health care. And now those people, in many cases, don't even have health care. They don't even have anything that's acceptable to them. Remember this. Keep your doctor. Keep your plan 100%. Remember the $5 billion website. Remember the website fiasco. I mean, you you do admit that I think, right? <laughs> No. That's literally no, what he you says. You removed the comma, though. No, I mean... You do this admit is... that, I think. Right. Oh, no. That <laughs> is exactly the web. The website. No, I, I don't think that you think. Okay. Anyway, um, I do, and it's fabulous. Obamacare is a disaster. We're going to come up with a new plan, ideally not an amendment, amended plan right now, because if you look at the pages, they're this high. We're going to come up with a plan that's going to be better health care for more people at a lesser cost. Uh, la- last... <clears throat> Last, thank, thank sweet bloody Jesus and Satan, whoever's helping me live right now. Would Last you like question. a bowl of ice cream? What, what? What? Would you like a bowl of ice cream? I, it's ice cream o'clock. I usually I have ice cream I can't eat carbs. Time. I'm on network TV. I have to stay thin. All right. I'm going to eat ice cream. You, you do realize you're going to have a heart attack if I you get keep two, eating the I way get two you scoops, do. I get two scoops of ice cream. Everybody else in the White House gets one. Wow. I didn't, I didn't I, make that up, by you, the do, way. You, do you, really, do you realize just how petty that is? Mm. You call it petty. I call it the perks of presidency. I, I'm pretty sure that if, I call it if my, there were a my rule like that I, when I President my, Obama was president. My, you, my perks of presidency, peepees. I'm pretty sure that if that was a rule when Obama was president, uh, he probably would have divided that second scoop and shared it amongst the staff. Nah, he's not president anymore, is he? You know, even if he had, been, if listen, he had listen, tried harder, if even he had been, your Republican predecessor, uh, George uh, W. Bush, probably he probably 
probably would have done the same thing. (laughs) Maybe even Ronald Reagan? Let me tell you about Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was a great American. He would have voted for me. He probably was one of the dead people that voted for me. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, wait, wait. Probably voted for me twice. Probably was registered in several states. You do realize you're eating Bill Clinton's dick ice cream. That he stuck his dick in every bit of ice cream in the White House and left and it. And I'll there. tell you this much. Do you know how much a pint of Bill Clinton's dick ice cream costs? No, I have no Unbelievable. idea. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know how much someone in New York would pay for a pint of this ice cream? It would be a hundred, a thousand, probably somewhere in the millions of dollars. And you like telling people just how much you spend on Bill Clinton's dick ice cream? <laughs> Certainly. Why not? Why not? And I promise you this. If, if, what if I I'm told allowed you to I do what I want to do, every American will be able to eat Bill Clinton's dick ice cream. I will put him to work in a factory. He'll be there at the end of the line. And the, You mean the, like the, all those coal mines open that cartons, are sprouting up across the, the United open States? open cartons will just go past him and his penis will slap the top of every single one. It'll be a million dollar idea. It'll bring us out of debt. I'm pretty sure that it will fail uh, miserably just like every <laughs> other financial disaster you've ever put together, including that goddamn <laughs> casino that flopped like crazy. That casino? It, it, that it, it's not functioning. It is not functioning right now. That was mismanagement by other people. Not you. That no- was not, nothing no. is ever your fault. No, I was deceived. Do you realize I feel like I'm talking to a teenage version of my son who has just stolen my car, <laughs> crashed it into a bridge, got out drunk, and then caused a huge pileup on the highway, comes back. I show him the video evidence of him doing it and then saying, it's not my fault. He sounds like a promising young man. Now the last question. (sighs) Last question, because I know you're going to show me around the White House. Last question on this. You've seen the estimate that 18 million Americans could lose their health care insurance if Obamacare is repealed. And there is no replacement. Can you assure those Americans watching this right now that they will not lose their health insurance or end up with anything less? So nobody ever deducts all the people that have already lost their health insurance that liked it. But, is that a but sentence? But they still have health insurance. Wait a minute, but is that a sentence? <laughs> no, not really. But what he's trying to say is that no one ever deducts the people that have already lost their health insurance that liked it. But they still have health insurance. Yeah. Um, you you a- had millions of people that liked their health insurance and their health care and their doctor and where they went. You had millions of people that are now aren't insured anymore. You're, I'm just talking about the people no, 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 who no. are nervous and watching no, we- you for reassurance. Here's what I can assure you. We are going to have a better plan, much better health care, much better service treatment, a better a, a plan where you can have access to the doctor that you want and the plan that you want. We're going to have a much better health care plan at much less money. And remember, Obamacare is ready to explode. I've only said it about 15,000 like times. Dick. <laughs> and, you know, now I'm thinking about that ice cream again. <laughs> Would you like some hot fudge and nuts? I'll give you some nuts. Zip. And you interviewed me a couple of years ago. I said 17. Right now, this year, 17 is going to be a disaster. Boy, you're right. I'm very good at this stuff. 17 is going to be a disaster cost-wise for Obamacare. It's going to explode in 17. And why not? Obama is a smart guy, so let it all come due because of what's happening. It's all coming due in in 17. We're going to have an explosion. And to do it right, sit back, let it explode, and let the Democrats come begging us to help them because it's on them. But I don't 
don't want to do that. I want to give great health care at a much lower cost. So no one who has this health insurance through Obamacare will lose it or end up you know, when with, you, with anything less? I... Say, say no one, I think no one. Ideally, in the real world, you're talking about millions of people. Will no one? And then, you know, knowing ABC, you'll have this one person on television saying how they were very hurt. Okay, we want no one. We want the answer to be no one. But I will say millions of people will be happy. Right now, you have millions and millions of people that are unhappy. It's too expensive and it's no good. And the governor of Minnesota, who unfortunately had a very, very sad incident yesterday because he's a very nice guy, but a couple of months ago, he said that the Affordable Care Act is no longer affordable. He's a staunch Democrat, a very strong Democrat. He said it's no longer affordable. He made that statement and Bill Clinton on the campaign trail and he probably had a bad night and that night when he went home, but he said Obamacare is crazy, it's crazy and you know what? They were both right. Mr. President, I just... oh. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna crush this mouse now. <laughs> don't don't don't. Oh. I've got a whole bag. There know. is actually blood on his hands, and there is the carcass and of a mouse. I'm, its I'm tail it is now. squirming. Ah. Mm. Nothing like a little mouse blood. <laughs> so you have a mouse for every day of your life to crush. Oh, not just one. <laughs> So do you do that only when you're frustrated or angry? When I'm really angry, I take the whole bag of mice, lay it on the ground, and fall on it. <laughs> and uh, what do you do? You, do you count how many how many mice do you think you've done this to in the past? Um, I don't know. Thirty um, what's, years. What's the number above five? Um, any number above five is above well. What's five, one of the five. higher one? One of the one. I don't know. A hundred thousand. There. Yes, I do a hundred thousand mice. It's a, that's a big number. I like that number. So, would you be opposed to lining the entire autobahn with mice and then running across it with a steamroller? Okay, I have a new plan. <laughs> What's your plan? Starting next week, every road that I'm going to be traveling on, I am now going to have a presidential steamroller. It's going to be the best steamroller. It's going to be it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be solid gold. You might you and, might wait wait wait. Uh, can I can I just tell you you might want to make that out of something other than gold because gold is not a very uh, sturdy substance alone. They have to add other metals to it. It will probably no. I know that's what you've been told, but that is not true. I know that's what they're going to say at ABC. That is not true. Gold is the greatest metal. I have a, a chemistry book than right here else. that says gold is right next to lead on the periodic table of elements. Have you ever uh, mushed lead in your hands? You can mush it. It's very soft, and gold is very similar. Similar to lead. We just happen to like one more than the other, and the other's poisonous. I'm sorry, I was on Twitter again. What? <laughs> um... Have you seen my daughter? Y yes. I have. I have. Let me say, let me tell you something. She's fabulous. And you should see her without her dress off. You know what? I'll call her in. She'll oh, take it off. Mr. President. Wow. Wow. <laughs> You'll see her. Oh, goodness. <laughs> let me call. Let me call. I keep her in a cage under the desk. <laughs> Oh, that's the same desk that Kennedy wrote on. Oh, oh, oh. I, I'm, 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 I'm actually, I think that you, the fact, the fact that Bill Clinton has gotten a blowjob on top it's of that right. desk did not, she usually did doesn't not talk. desecrate she's, it, but yeah. She's been really, she's been, can, I've, can she's been please, pumped full of Oxycontin. Let, let, let her out, please. We crush it up and we blow it onto, onto her asshole. <laughs> That's not how Oxycontin works. Oh, what? You need to. She needs to eat it. No, I don't want you to get any ideas. I'm gonna get it. I, Someone get her the ball gag out of her mouth, please. Daddy. 
Who's that man over there? Nobody, sweetheart. Here, eat all of these. Eat all of these white M and M's. We gotta stop. Or we'll be doing this forever. I. Why does my face feel like um, it's somewhere else? <laughs> it's all right. Quiet. quiet I don't quiet. time anymore. <laughs> Can we're done? We're done. No, no I don't no, want to go anywhere. It's too with... dark. It's too dark. I Ivanka Trump. You know our brother's under here too. <laughs> Hi, father. He has a tiny penis. My penis is small. <sighs> God. I talked to the Russian guy today. Well, at least he hasn't put Baron under here. He's the only one that he puts in front of people. (laughs) He says you better not do anything bad about Russia or that pee-pee tape will come out. Oh, yeah, that. You know I was there. Oh, my God, it was... Well, it was you peeing on me. I know how much we're you done. Like I know we're going too dark. We gotta finish. Daddy son movies. I mean, daddy daughter movies. So fun. Three, two. No, no, I want to keep going. Fuck you. One. Okay, well, that was interesting, wasn't it? That was the most interesting thing. I, it was it was amazing. It was you're not gonna believe how amazing it is. In case you skipped to the end and you didn't you didn't listen to any of it. I feel dirty. My whole my my vocal cords. Everything feels soiled. Well, it's a right good thing now. your bathroom is right there. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna grab the old toilet brush. You're gonna use some slather. Something, I love it. I love it. Something slather some toothpaste on it. Right just, now. Rup. You're going to scrub your face with it. As soon as I can feel the uh, esophageal hole opening to my stomach, I'll know where to stop and then bring it back up again. I'll be squeaky clean. Mmm. And dead. You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to drink the stuff under the sink. (laughs) Actually, I think there's only Dawn dishwashing liquid under there. Hey, guys, don't make us do this again, because we will. We'll do it. I'll fight (laughs) you. How many interviews has he done since he became president? Oh, I don't even want to know. There are less continuing story of of Donald Trump picket fences. (laughs) There's a less coherent one. I know that. I know that there are ones that are less coherent. Please, if you guys have a story that you want us to read on the show, please go to the Let Me Listen podcast website. Go to the contact page and leave it for us there, or message me and let me know how you'd like to send it to me. That's so that www.lemmylistenpodcasts with an s dot com dot com because there's more than one let me let me listen podcast, isn't there? No, but you know, <sighs> in case their brains have been melted by what we just read. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right, for let me finish. That was great. This I want to hear Jason. more. <laughs> no, this is Jason Harding. I want to hear more about Ivanka doing her dad. No, we're done. Oh, no more. Okay. I'll go back. Oof. I'll go back under the desk. Thank you. All right, bye everybody. Bye guys. The Lemmy Finish podcast is a Lemmy Listen podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding, with music by Kevin McLeod, produced by Jason Harding. 
You can find more Let Me Listen podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.